everyone. And good morning to those who are watching online as well. Um, right after this service, there is a children's uh, parents and council meeting uh, right after the service uh, in the children's worship room. And I hear they have free childcare and lunch. So, I mean, I don't know. I think everybody should pretend they're on the children's council and get a free lunch and childcare. Sounds great to me. Um, next, well, this Wednesday coming up, there's sad news and there's some great news. It's the first day back, back to school for a lot of people, but our youth group's going to go to Stevie B's that night and celebrate. We'll have a good time together. We have some pictures up here um, in just a second. The youth and kids, uh, the children's department did the, uh, the shoe boxes through the United Methodist Church that go to kids in need around the world. I think they're coming in a second. We have some cool pictures of those. And anyway, give yourself a hand if you helped with the shoeboxes around the Thank you. There they are. There they are. How cool are our children? Aren't they amazing? They're awesome. So we're very thankful um, for that ministry and shoeboxes. Um, praying for the kids. We'll receive those shoeboxes as well. Wednesday, 17th, um, our wonderful Wednesdays will be kicking back off. And with that wonderful Wednesday, I think I'm right. Wednesday will be at uh, dinner at 5.15. And then every, our Bible studies come back at 6. Pastor Sam has the best Bible study in the whole world. That will be there. Harriet Murphy has the best uh, Bible study in, in the universe. Uh, that will be back right. And Catherine's going to be there with the kids. It's going to be amazing, right? And then at 6.30, there's going to be an ice cream social, which is a tradition around here, and it's always awesome. Um, the youth are starting the series. The school starts back up. About open hearts, open minds, open doors. We're going to have so much fun with that. And this is my last announcement. It's not even on my list. Is that I was standing in the hallway here, and the choir is like fired up today. So they're going to be awesome. And Silas is our choir director today. So it's going to be amazing. So give it up for our choir. Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning. Loving God, we're so thankful that we can come together and worship this morning. Pray that you'll calm our hearts and our minds. Help us focus on you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen.
Please remain standing and join us in the affirmation of faith. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth at the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Make sure my, uh, there we go, make sure my microphone was turned on. I want to welcome you and add my uh, welcome to Pastor Andy's welcome to those who are worshiping and, and following us online. Uh, say hello to us in the comments. We like to see who's worshiping with us online. And we have people all, all across the world worshiping with us online. So we're glad that you're here. Uh, last week I talked to you a little bit about something we call Pathways to Our Future. It's about um, a, a decision that we'll have to make up in the upcoming months along with, with other churches in our denomination about which way we want to go. The great thing about this church and the reason that I have such high hopes and confidence in this church is we've got great lay leadership in this church, don't we? We have some of the best, brightest, smartest, most capable lay leaders that, that I know of. So we're gonna be fine and I want you to know that. Our board of stewards chair, Mark Condra, is gonna come and share something now with you about a task force that we have that's gonna help us gather all the information that we need uh, in order to, to make the best decision uh, that we can. So, Mark, will you share with us? Uh, last Sunday, uh, Pastor Sam introduced uh, this Pathways to the Future, and there's a graphic that I've asked them to post again, and all of you should have received a letter in the mail. If you haven't, uh, please contact our church secretary, Susan Swan, and get that letter. That letter outlined the steps in the process, and this process has been approved by our new district superintendent, Pastor Andy, Pastor Sam, and I got together and created a, uh, collectively this the format we want to follow, and I'm here today to, number one, assure every single one of you that this process will be handled in a manner that is balanced and fair. All voices will be heard. It's, it's going to be a Christian-like discussion. The objective is to gather the facts and share information with you. There are three stages to this process you can see on the screen. I'll read those to you. Uh, it is uh, phase one is a time of awareness, a time of prayer, listening, and learning. The second 
phase the, the assessment. We'll go through a period of prayer and actual fasting and then a period of action. September the 18th, we'll be having a church member vote uh, determine if we will maintain or continue as uh, United Methodist or disaffiliate. Uh, guiding this process is a task force that's been selected. My objective today is to let you know who those people are on this task force. Uh, and th their job is to keep me straight, right? Accountability, right? So collectively, we're going to work together and work through this process. And it's going to be, again, with transparency, with grace. So uh, I'm pleased to announce uh, that Keith Copeland, Debbie Hiltz, Karen Owen, Joni Smith, Harry Vance, and George Varner. Those three ladies and three gentlemen represent, uh, I think you'll agree, uh, a perfect collection of mature leaders, people that have been long-term members of this church, that have held or are currently holding positions in this church of, of responsibility, and I think I'm very pleased with this selection. We'll begin our process uh, immediately. We'll have our first meeting tomorrow night, and we'll go through it. Throughout this process, we'll, we'll provide tools with you so you can you know, keep up, uh, be able to read some questions that you may have. You received a link to a survey, and we'll base our information that we'll be sharing with you on your results. So I encourage you to please uh, take care of this survey. So, in closing, I just want to also challenge each and every one of you to be part of this process. Like these six individuals, they elected to become more involved instead of less involved. They elected to be part of the process. So I'm challenging those of you that can hear my voice uh, online and those of you in the audience uh, to, uh, now's the time uh, to, to, to get involved and, and be part of this process. Don't be swayed by the miscommunication, the rumors and media and social media. Get the facts yourself. Get the information yourself so you can make an informed decision. It's a privilege and an honor to serve you in Gadsden First. Thank you. Thank you, Mark. Um, and one of the ways we need to continue to be involved is keeping our ministries going. We've got uh, so many things that are, that are going right for us, and we need your support. So as um, the plates come by and as you give online, continue to support your church generously with your prayers, your presence, your gifts, and your service. Let's pray. God, thank you for making us able to serve you uh, by giving us gifts. Thank you for making us able to give financially by blessing us in that way. And we give our very lives, Lord, along with our tithes and offerings for the upbuilding of your kingdom. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
It's our joy to be able to pray for you. If you have a need that, that you want us to pray for, we invite you to take a, a moment just to, to jot that need down. There are cards in the backs of the pews. You can email us, fumc at fumcgadston.org, or you can write in the comments or just come and tug on our sleeve and say, I, I need you to pray for me. Uh, we, we pray, for, we take that very seriously. We pray for you. And we love to hear your answers to prayer too. We love to, we love to see what God is doing in your life so we can celebrate with you too. I wanna ask you even now to join me as we go to the Lord in prayer. Our gracious and almighty heavenly Father, we give you thanks for being able to gather as the body of Christ here at the corner of Fifth and Chestnut and to offer our praise and worship to you because you are worthy of our praise and we thank you for the privilege of, of being able to do that. We get to join with Christians around the world and confess our faith together to, to say the, the ancient words of the creed, to hear what the Holy Spirit has to say to us through uh, the liturgy and through the scripture and through the message, and to see and to sing these powerful messages from these hymns, and we are thankful, Lord. Even as we gather before you, we realize when we are honest with ourselves that we fail to live up to what you have in mind for us. We, we fail on many levels, Lord, and some we're not even aware of. But God, we know that you are ever gracious and that you are willing to forgive as we come and confess our sins before you today, Lord. So God, hear our prayers that we give to you from our hearts. Hear the prayers that your people have for those that they love that need a special touch right now. For people around the world, Lord, who are suffering, we know that you are with them and they don't suffer alone. So we lift all of those needs up to you. And in addition, Lord, we ask that you would teach us to pray the prayer that you taught your disciples when you said, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever amen We've got the best kids in this church, don't we? And we have the best children's director too, and they're gonna go to children's church right now. So Miss Catherine, will you round them up and, and head that way? So we're, we're thankful for that. And while y'all are doing that, we're gonna get up and sing one of our favorite hymns, and that is hymn 77, How Great Thou Art. Will you stand, let's sing together.
you. Please be seated. I could hear y'all singing out there. I think y'all might like that song as much as I do. That's awesome. We're going to be looking at the Gospel of Luke chapter 12 today, verses 35 through 40. So if you brought your Bible with you and want to flip over there, if you want to watch up on the screen or open your Bible app, however you want to do it, or just listen, we're going to be looking at Jesus' words, the Gospel of Luke chapter 12, and this time, verses 35 through 40. Um, hear the word of the Lord. Be dressed for action and have your lamps lit. Be like those who are waiting for their master to return from the wedding banquet so that they may open the door for him as soon as he comes and knocks. Blessed are those slaves that the master finds alert when he comes. Truly, I tell you, he will fasten his belt and have them sit down to eat and he will come and serve them. If he comes in the middle of the night or near dawn and finds them so Blessed are those slaves. But know this, if the owner of the house had known what hour the thief was coming, he would not have let the house be broken into. You also must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You must be ready, for the Son of Man is coming at an unexpected hour. Be ready is the kind of the theme for the day. In the month of August, for the next three Sundays, we're doing, I'm doing a little short sermon called Ready, Set, Go. And so uh, today is ready. And be ready. That's a reminder that I need. It's a, reminder that, it's a reminder that I need even if I know something's coming up. Even if I have it written down on my calendar, sometimes I'm still not ready. That, Anybody else ever have that happen to you? Several years ago, I had, um, I had something that's our annual consultation. Pastor Andy knows what it is. When we go meet with a district superintendent who's our boss. Well, at the time, my district superintendent's last name was Stonebreaker. And it was, uh, it was kind of his personality as, as well as his name. He was kind of his personality was like a sledgehammer. He was the nicest guy in the world and he would just fight for you if you were in the right, but he would fight you if you were in the wrong. He was rough around the edges. I just loved him, but I didn't want to cross him. You know what, I, you know what I'm saying? My consultation was at eight o'clock in the morning with, with my district superintendent, Stonebreaker. And uh, I got up that morning and I went out on the back porch and I had my coffee and I watched the birds and, and it just had a lovely, relaxing morning. Went, in, went into the church, sat down, talked with the secretary for a while. And, and then I went and sat down in my chair at my desk and opened my calendar up and I thought, oh no. Uh, I had that sinking feeling because it was already about 8.30 and it was a 30 minute drive to the district office. There was no way I was, I had missed my consultation. And I, I felt awful. I, I got on, I got on the, the phone to the district office and I, I, I just, I'm telling you what, in sackcloth and ashes, I repented of my sins. I had no excuse. I had it written down. I, I just, um, anyway. He gave me a hard time, but he, he was, like I said, he was, a, he was a good guy. He always had my back. 
But I just tell you that story to realize, to tell you that even when I know something's coming, I'm not always ready. How much more do I need the reminder to be ready when I don't know when something's coming? Every morning I get up and I, I pray this little prayer and I say, Lord, just bring somebody across my path today that I could be a blessing to help me to, to love and serve them in your name. And uh, just because you never know who you're gonna run into. And I just say, just bring somebody across my path that I can be a, a blessing to. And this weekend I had to go uh, to make a Walmart run. And when I go to Walmart, I am seek and destroy. I go in with my list. Anybody else like that? I don't, I don't dilly-dally around the aisles. I go in and get stuff on the list and get out of there. And that's the way I do. So I was, I was bearing down with my list in my hand on the door. And there was a, there was a, a guy that was hang, kind of hanging around the door. And he was, I think it was a homeless guy. I mean, I can't be sure, but he was, was very disheveled and, and, um, and very, very thin. And he was going around uh, tr finding cigarette butts on the ground, trying to find one that still had enough left on it that he could smoke it. And um, as, as I, I walked by and I, I walked through the doors with my buggy and my list and I just felt impressed in my heart. The Holy Spirit is like, you, you need to help him. And, but I talked myself out of it. You ever talk yourself out of something? So I, here's what I did. I just had this conversation in my head back and forth. And one of the other prayers that I pray, Pastor Andy, as I'm going out is I, I pray, Lord, help me to, to be considerate and compassionate and, and not critical and judgy because I can, I can just be critical and judgy. Um, and so I said, Lord, I don't, I don't wanna be like that. But my critical judgy side was saying, well, you know, he's going around picking up. He's probably smoke, trying to find smoke cigarettes. If I helped him, he'd probably just buy cigarettes with whatever I have. And, rah, rah, rah. and then I just was like, Sam, I talked to myself too. Um, Sam, how many years were you addicted to tobacco? I mean, I didn't smoke, but I used the smokeless tobacco, Copenhagen stuff for, for years and years. About quit 25 years ago, it was hard. You know, hard to give up. Uh, so I thought, who are you to judge somebody that wants to find a cigarette? You, the only difference between you and him is you're not homeless and you had the money to buy it. So don't use that for an excuse. Well, then my second excuse was, well, I don't have any cash with me. You know, I just don't carry cash very much. And then I thought, okay, I got $5 in my wallet. I could give you that $5. So in the meantime, I'm having this conversation with myself and the Lord and, and I, I get my items and I check out and I get, I get my wallet. I have my $5 bill in my hand. I'm pushing the buggy. I got that $5 and I'm, I'm ready to, to give that guy the $5. I thought if he buys a, a sandwich and a cup of coffee with it, great. If he goes in there and buys some old cheap, nasty cigarettes, then, then great. But I'm, I'm doing what I feel like the Lord is leading me to do. So I, I, I pushed that buggy right at that same door and I looked around and he was gone. I looked all over the place. He was gone. Because I wasn't ready. You see, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to do what 
God has called us to be ready to do, and that is to be ready to serve whenever we're called on to serve. You see, uh, when we say be ready, we have to be ready on two levels. We have, we have to be ready because the Son of Man is coming back at a time that we, we don't know. We don't know when. Uh, it's our core foundational belief in, in the, in the uh, book of discipline, the articles of religion. It's our core foundational belief that Jesus is coming again. It's, it's in the Apostles' Creed that we say, that ancient creed that we say every Sunday in this service, that Jesus is coming again. It's, it's in the communion liturgy that we're going to be doing in just a little bit. The mystery of faith is Christ has died. Christ has risen. Christ will come again. We believe that Jesus is coming again. And it could be today. It could be 10 years from now. We don't know when, do we? The only thing I can tell you is, is Pastor Sam's two-word sermon, be ready. Be ready. Now, a lot of people have tried to predict over the years when that's going to happen, when Jesus is coming back again. Do you know where you were on May the 21st, 2011? Anybody? Unless that's your birthday or something, you probably don't know. I don't know where I was. I tell you where I wasn't. I wasn't watching Jesus come again. Uh, there was this guy named Harold Camping, and he was a retired NASA engineer, a mathematician, and a self-taught Bible student. And with his mathematics engineering mind and his, his self-taught Bible study mind, he had some kind of little system, and he predicted that May the 21st, 2011 was going to be it. I don't know what, what, how he came up with that, but that was the date. And he, all over the country, he got a bunch of billboards all over the country. May the 21st, 2011, it's when Jesus is coming again. He had billboards, not as many as Alexander Shinara, but almost that many, all over the country. May 21st, 2011, Jesus is coming back. Be ready. Well, May 21st. Like I hope you didn't sell all your stocks and, and go to Vegas or something like that because, you know, it didn't happen. And, and if somebody thought it was going to happen, they should have known better. Because this same guy wrote another book in 1994 about all of the reasons entitled 1994, all the reasons why Jesus is coming back in 1994. It doesn't matter. I don't mean to pick on this one guy. Anybody that tells you that they know exactly when Jesus is coming back again is pulling your leg or trying to sell you some snake oil. Because it contradicts Jesus' own words. Nobody knows the day. Nobody knows the hour. Again, Pastor Sam's two-word sermon. Be ready. Be ready. Could be today. So... What else do we need to be ready for? And how do, we, how do we get ready for when the master comes? If we want to be faithful servants, we can't predict, but we can prepare. So we prepare. Jesus said, here's two ways that you prepare. He uses this illustration. He says, be dressed. Be dressed and ready to go. Have your lamps lit. Be dressed. Back then they had lamps that were full of 
oil, you know, and oil, of course, is a symbol of the Holy Spirit in the Bible. So, and, and uh, people were anointed, uh, like in the Old Testament, they were poured oil over their head to anoint them king. And, and oil is, um, is, we used to sing a song in, in Vacation Bible School, give me oil in my lamp, keep me burning. Did any of y'all ever sing that? I grew up in the country. Um, by the way, I, we used to, all of us boys used to sing, give me gas in my Ford, keep me trucking for the Lord. But like I said, I grew up in the country. But it's, it's like, have, have the lamp of the Holy Spirit, have your light, let your light shine. That's one of the ways you can be prepared. And the other was be dressed. Be, well, be, be dressed for what? I mean, you, we could say, okay, be dressed. In Galatians 3.27, it says, as many as are baptized into Christ have put on Christ. We put on Christ uh, when we are baptized. We could say, Ephesians 6 tells us to put on the whole armor of the Lord. You know, the helmet of salvation, the breastplate of righteousness, and the, the belt of truth, and the sandals of the gospel of peace. And, and I, we could say, be dressed in that way. In this case... In this case, is to be dressed and ready to serve. Be dressed and ready to serve because the, the master who represents Jesus has gone away and is coming back. And the servants don't know when. Could be any time. And, and so if, if you got to be ready, which is Pastor Sam's two-word sermon, be ready. It could be any time. It could be it could be. At midnight, could be at three in the morning, be ready to serve whenever that opportunity comes up. And, and, and part of being ready is, is just, just knowing Jesus. Knowing Jesus. Knowing Jesus is different from knowing about Jesus, isn't it? Knowing Jesus is different from making a decision about. It's like I can decide to go on a diet and then eat a whole dozen Krispy Kreme donuts. You know, there's, it's got a, there's a difference between deciding and there's a difference between knowing about than actually knowing. When I was... Um, probably 15, 16 years old, I, I got to fly on an airplane for the first time and it was very exciting for me. I went to the Memphis airport with my uncle and we were gonna fly up to see our, my relatives in Wisconsin. My mom and dad had already driven up there and uh, we were gonna meet up together and I was real super excited to be in the airport. I was looking around at everything. We got to our gate and let's say it was gate number six. I don't know, remember what it was. But then the announcement came over, uh, cool in the gang, go to gate six. Cool in the gang, go to gate six. Some of y'all know who cool in the gang are, or were, or you know, they're not around anymore. But, but for me, that was the most, that would have been like you if you lived at a certain time hearing Elvis Presley, go, you know, I mean, it was, or, or whatever. Um, but I was so excited, and I thought, this, this can't be happening. This can't be happening. But there I was, and, and here comes the coolest 
group of black guys that you have ever seen stroll through an airport. And I thought, it's actually them. I was go, to, going totally fanboy over this. And I got to talk to, to J.T. Taylor, the, the lead singer. He was leaning against the wall, and I was leaning against the wall. He was eating the ice cream cone, just so chill and just so patient with me as a, as a kid telling me, I love your, well, of course you love my music because I'm cool, you know? And uh, so we talked for about five minutes. Well, later on in life, when I got old enough to go to concerts and things like that, I got to go to a Cool in the Gang concert. But what if, and I didn't do this, but what if I said, uh, excuse me, I'm going to crawl up here on the stage because I know that guy right there. I know him. He's my man. JT, my man. You know, what if I had tried to get up on stage because I thought that I knew him? I didn't know him. I met him one time, talked to him for five minutes in the airport, but I didn't know him. You know, security would have jerked me down so fast and, and shown me the door. I didn't know him. You know, you can, you can meet Jesus at a camp meeting somewhere when you're a kid and pray a five-minute prayer. That doesn't mean you know Jesus. You can, you can make a decision, but there's a big difference between making a decision and knowing Jesus, isn't there? Um, Richard Stern, who's whose book we read uh, together as a leadership team called Lead Like It Matters to God. He was a longtime president of World Vision, but he wrote a, a book called Unfinished, Believing is Only the Beginning. And this was the first book of his that I read. And then in there, he talks about the difference between just making a decision and actually living a life in a relationship with Christ. He says, merely saying a sinner's prayer no more leads to life-changing relationship with Christ than simply saying I do leads to a long, successful marriage. A marriage is built on thousands upon thousands of daily expressions of love and sacrifices made for the ones that we love. In strong marriages, everything changes. We don't just say I do and then just do whatever we please. Can we put ourselves first, be unfaithful whenever we want, spend our time and money to suit our whims and ignore the deepest desires of our spouses and still claim to have fulfilled our wedding vows? Of course not. Neither can we say, I do to Jesus and then live lives ignoring his desire for our obedience and our service. There are dramatic and serious implications to saying I do to our spouses and there are dramatic and serious implications to saying I do to the Lord of the universe. It's not enough simply to be a decider. Jesus wants disciples. You see? That's where we start if we're going to be ready. Jesus is coming again. What do we want to be found doing when he comes? Sitting up on a mountain in a white robe looking up at the sky? Sitting behind these four walls looking at our beautiful, beautiful stained glass windows? Or maybe do we want to be actually 
doing and serving, dressed and ready, lamps lit, working for the kingdom. The instructions to be ready go far back beyond the New Testament to actually the Exodus. Um, when the Israelites were about to leave Egypt, they were instructed by God to be dressed and ready. Be dressed and ready even as they prepared for their special meal, the Passover meal. They were to eat with their traveling clothes on. Okay, didn't have time to let the bread rise. We're going to eat unleavened bread and, and, and make sure that you're uh, ready to go because when it's time to go, it's time to go. Be dressed and ready even as you come to your special meal, the Passover meal. Where we're coming to eat a special meal today, Holy Communion reminds us of that Passover meal and what I want us to do today is to think of ourselves being recommitted to being dressed and ready, to being clothed with Christ, to having our lamps lit by the Holy Spirit, to be ready to serve when any opportunity comes and when Jesus comes back, to be found working and ready, nourished for the work of the kingdom through the holy sacraments until Christ comes in final victory. Let's pray. Lord, we wanna be ready because there are opportunities that present themselves all the time if we're ready. We wanna be ready because we know someday we're gonna see you come just like the whole world will see you come. We want to be ready, Lord. We don't want to be asleep. We don't want to be just arguing with each other. We want to be ready. Help us, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. I want to invite you, if you want to grab a hymnal or if you want to watch on the screen, our service of word and table is found on page 12 page 12 in your hymnal or you again it will be words will be up on the screen I want to remind those who are worshiping live stream we want you to participate in this holy sacrament with us too so take this time to go and find what you can find in your kitchen to to use and and you take holy communion with us at home as we take it here in the sanctuary who earnestly repent of their sin and seek to live in peace with one another. Therefore, let us confess our sin before God and one another. Merciful, Merciful God, God, we confess, we confess that, that we have not loved you with our whole heart. heart. We, have we have failed, failed to, to be an obedient, obedient church. church. We, have we have not done, done your will. will. We have we broken your law. law. We have we rebelled have against your love. love. We, have we have not loved our neighbors. neighbors. We, have we have not heard the cry of the needy. Forgive us, we pray. Free us for joyful obedience, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Hear the good news. Christ died for us while we were yet sinners. That proves God's love toward us. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. In the name of Jesus Christ, you are forgiven. 
Glory to God. Amen. Now we will continue on page 13, the middle of the page for the great thanksgiving. The Lord be with you. Lift up your hearts. Let us give thanks to the Lord our God. It is right and a good and joyful thing always and everywhere to give thanks to you, Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. And so with your people on earth and all the company of heaven, we praise your name and join their unending hymn. Holy, holy, holy Lord, God of power and might, heaven and earth are full of your glory. Hosanna in the highest. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Hosanna in the highest. Holy are you and blessed is your son Jesus Christ. By the baptism of his suffering, death, and resurrection, you gave birth to the church, delivered us from slavery to sin and death, and made with us a new covenant by water and the Spirit. On the night in which he gave himself up for us, he took bread, gave thanks to you, broke the bread, gave it to his disciples and said, Take, eat. This is my body which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. When the supper was over, he took the cup, gave thanks to you, gave it to his disciples and said, drink from this, all of you. This is my blood of the new covenant poured out for you and for many for the forgiveness of sins. Do this as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And so in remembrance of these, your mighty acts in Jesus Christ, we offer ourselves in praise and thanksgiving as a holy and living sacrifice in union with Christ offering for us as we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Pour out your Holy Spirit on us gathered here and on these gifts of bread and wine. Make them be for us the body and blood of Christ that we may be for the world the body of Christ redeemed by his blood. By your spirit make us one with Christ, one with each other and one in ministry to all the world until Christ comes in final victory and we feast at his heavenly banquet through your son Jesus Christ with the Holy Spirit in your holy church. All honor and glory is yours, almighty Father, now and forever. Amen. The body of Christ broken for you. The blood of Christ shed for you. I want to just give you a, a couple of reminders as we come to the Lord's table today. And one, and this is my favorite one, we have open communion in the United Methodist Church. You don't have to be a member of this church or the United Methodist Church or any church. All you have to do is have a heart that's hungry for the Lord and you are welcome at the Lord's table today. Um, the second thing is, it's our tradition to come and kneel at the altar. And um, if you are unable to do that and you need to stand and don't feel self-conscious about that at all, we have lots of people that do that. If you need to be served at your seat where you are, we'll make accommodations for you every way that we can. We just want everybody to have access to these sacraments. And then uh, thirdly is our tradition of, of leaving a communion offering on the off altar rail as you come 
and this communion offering is special. It goes to help our, our local missions when people call our church asking for help. We have that happen all the time. And our coffers are low, hint, hint. Uh, so don't forget, as God makes you able to leave a communion offer, offering today, we've helped a lot of people lately, and, and we need your help to, to build uh, that communion offering uh, fund back up. So if you can do that, we appreciate it greatly. Um, we have just one trace. It'll just be me and Pastor Andy serving today. And we will ask uh, the choir to come first and serve them. And then the ushers will direct you uh, as to when to come next. And now rise and go in peace, and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen.
Arise now and go in peace, and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen. And now arise and go in peace, and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen.
Arise now and go in peace and may the peace of Christ go with you. Amen. Now, will you stand for our benediction? O oh Lord, we give you thanks for this holy mystery in which you have given yourself for us. Grant that we might go nourished by the Holy Spirit to give ourselves for others. In Christ's name we pray. Amen.